You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss the options ahead of the Bulls with the veteran minimum and last roster spot they have left open. We're also going to talk about the Bulls offseason wins and losses. And lastly, Bleach Report has the Bulls listed as one of the teams in the NBA that will regret their offseason. Me and Pat are going to discuss that all and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. But let's get into it, Pat. Uh, So the Bulls have one spot left open on the roster unless they decide to waive Carly Jones, which they can do up until I think October 16th. And they could create two open roster spots, but we know they at least have one. Considering the Bulls are less than $2 million below the luxury tax, all signs are pointing to vet minimum being the acquisition there, despite the Bulls still having $6 million of a mid-level exception, $4.5 million biannual exception, and a $10.2 million uh, disabled player. They got exceptions. Exceptions out the wazoo. They're probably not going to use any of it, though. What do you think they're going to do with the with the last vet minimum spot? Christian Wood! God, no, I'm just playing. Uh, that's that's what all the discords and all of the uh, that's all I yeah. see every time I log in to any Bulls Discord. I'm but on Twitter. Dad, with Christian Wood, we'd be a title contender. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christian Wood. <laughs> you need it's just, Wood. It's so that's all weird. I heard. That's wild. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird how much people are so excited by a guy. That I, I need y'all to understand. I did like on NBA and like no Bulls last year. Y'all was trashing this man. We watched it. We saw them comments. You can't just switch like that. But anyway, um, you know, I here's the tough part. We technically need to have the 15 so that we can have the three two-way deals, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if the game plan is to sign somebody to a vet man who is, I mean, I guess technically you could throw Christian Wood's name out there, right? Because that's basically what the Lakers, the amount of money the Lakers have to offer him as well. Um, There's not much that they can do to go out there and get him. Maybe their game plan is to, because we haven't heard that they've rescinded Terry Taylor's offer, right? Uh, officially, no, not yet, but they're going to basically So maybe have their to. game plan is to convert one of them to a regular contract that, after preseason, keep a guy like Terry Taylor, keep, you know, Adama Sinago on the books. We know they want uh, Julian Phillips, Julian Phillips, um, Justin, Justin Lewis. Lewis. We got too many J's on this team, man. What's going on with that? There's a lot of J's on this team. The live calls are going to be tough is all I'm saying. Um, you know, maybe I, I don't know what the plan is with this, because at this point we're getting got, is there a veteran out there that you feel like is going to give real contribution to this team? I mean, and get yeah. real minutes at that. 
Well, the thing is, no, I mean, you're adding the 15th man on your roster. Let's be clear here. They're not getting a bunch of minutes. They're going to be used kind of like what we saw DJJ used in. Like, yeah. they, they may get some spot minutes, but you want somebody who's ready to go. I do think that there are some veterans that could help. I, let me go top level first. I do think that there is a realistic possibility that Kelly Oubre Jr. is going to have to settle for the vet minimum. If the Bulls bring him in at the vet minimum, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I wouldn't be. At the vet minimum, into your bench, not mad at that at all. See, uh, my, my only issue with... No, Kelly Uber. I'm thinking Kelly Olenek. Never mind. Kelly oh, Oubre. Okay. okay. He's he's light. He's not that light, brother. Um, nah, I, I was I was I mean, he got the same problem Kelly Olenek got. They both ain't never seen a shot they didn't like, and they don't shoot true. that well. Like that, it's I like mean, it's like I'm I can make this. No, you can't. You 31%. Yeah, Kelly, yeah, Kelly Oubre Jr. definitely isn't gonna get the 17 shots per game he got at Charlotte. But uh, nonetheless, like I said, at the end of the bench, but that's not realistic. We're not expecting that. I'm looking at realistic possibilities um looking at first up djj or javante one of them was probably likely to to be to be a candidate there i do think jermichael green could be another one there as well um and those are players i wouldn't mind coming in as the 15th man i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind that especially the guys that have already been here listen we're running Mm -hmm. it back we might as well run it back with some of the guys that were useful here like literally we're running it back but we got rid of all the guys that came in and make an impact made an impact uh, so I wouldn't be mad at DJJ. I wouldn't be mad at Javante. I think that in both cases, though, right, are they – Javante, maybe not. I think Javante's injury may be a little bit more than we thought it agreed. was originally. I 100% agreed on that one. Um, but as far as DJJ, I, I really feel like DJJ is just waiting on Miami. Like, I thought that when he opted out because it was like, he's back. Oh, never mind. No, he's not. As soon as Dame, the Dame news about him actually getting moved came out, I was just like, oh – He's going back to Miami. Like, he's going to get that second shot down there. He already knows Spo, already knows how to work with that team. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that if he's going to take a vet man anywhere else, he's going to try to take a vet man on a team that he can go win a championship on. Yeah, I mean, that is a possibility, and that could be something that he is waiting on. And I think, you know, when you look at DJJ, especially being somebody who uh, is always rich, stays ready, right? Always finds a yeah. way to impact the game. That could be huge on the team that's hope, hoping to make a championship run. So I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that at all. I agree with you also that Javante's injury may be what's scaring off people from him. And what better way to come back, stay in Chicago for another year, rehab, you're probably not going to play much, right? I, and that's the thing. Like, even the Rudy Gay part of it, I now don't care much. because they're, whoever the Bulls sign with this vet minimum, but I see people freaking out so much. How dare we sign Rudy Gay? He's washed up. Uh, they're not playing, bro. <laughs> they're not going to play. You you know what? Here's my thing, though. My vet men guy. this is all I want to come back to the NBA. Remember when the vet men guys were the mentors? Remember when the vet men guys were the guys that, like, Hey, bro, we just need you to, to keep the team in line. We need you to keep the team right. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, where's that guy? First off, it's not Rudy Gay. You know what I mean? Like, that guy's not Rudy Gay. Like, I, I don't think that anyone in their career has ever said, man, you know who really kept that locker room in order? Rudy Gay. I've never heard that in my life. So, I, I'm not a... When I saw the Rudy Gay news, I was like, if you're going to sign a vet men guy, at least see if you can go out there and find somebody who is going to help be like a little bit of a leader and kind of push the message that Billy's putting out there in the locker room. But the problem is, think about the vet men guys we're talking about. Kelly Oubre is 27, 28. Yeah, really young guy. Christian Wood is the same. 
Your vet men guys have been in the league for a minute, but it's like they're not the older OGs that are like teaching the next generation how to play basketball. So there's not much to choose from. So I get the like ill when it comes to Rudy Gay, but I also get the ill when it comes to Christian Wood and, and Kelly Oubre. Like, I don't want to see them on the court either. <laughs> no, some Bulls fans really want to see them on the court. Muzz are really excited about Christian Wood. Like, they're, yeah, there's... Yeah. I mean, but, and you hey. know what's funny to me too with Bulls fans? This gets right back into where we what we've been talking about. How Bulls fans contradict themselves. Bulls fans will say all day, we're not going nowhere with Zach Levine. Zach Levine's never won anything. Zach Levine and Christian Wood, you think Christian Wood's what's gonna send us over the top, my guy? Bro, come on, man. What what are we talking about here, bro? What are we talking about, man? They just want to see how Bitum and Wood works in a live call together. That's all. I, I just, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I don't know, Doc. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, it, it's interesting. The the part that I think about a lot of the vet men guys that are left um, that you could go out there and get is you can see how certain guys can make an impact. But the weirdest part about this Bulls team, and I think which is the biggest issue, is I don't see how they fit here. Like Christian Wood, I guess offensively, I can see how you're thinking too much. It don't matter. They're the 15th (laughs) guy. It doesn't matter how they fit, bro. It doesn't matter, bro. It just like I get what you're getting at, and you're you're right for thinking that. If you sign Christian Wood to a vet minute and he's playing, bro, no, no, that's (laughs) not happening, bro. I'm telling you right now. He's not <laughs> happening, bro. You, Dalen's probably not playing. We don't even know. We just gave Iowa DeSumo $7 million a year. We don't even know if he's playing this year. Christian, no matter who they sign, unless Jesus Devontae Christ becomes an NBA free agent, whoever you get at the vet minimum ain't playing, bro. It's not happening. You telling me, PJ, you telling me Jesus Christ <laughs> is only getting a vet man? <laughs> They ain't even giving the disabled player exception to Jesus Christ, bro. It's did uh did PJ Washington resign yet? No. Is but he, he can't be signed for vet minimum. No, he can't. He can't be. He yeah. can't be. So <sighs> let me it's see. Tough, let me bro. throw some other let me throw some other names that you see if any of these aren't gross. Terrence Ross. Oh no, he's gone. He's gone now. He's in he Phoenix, did? right? I don't know, bro. I <laughs> I don't care. It's Terrence Ross. Like I don't care. <laughs> I don't even know. He's, a, he's a still a Jermichael Green. <laughs> I, I brought him up. I honestly wouldn't mind Jermichael Green, bro. Jermichael Green, I wouldn't mind. I I, I think he he actually w- could be a, a veteran off of your bench. Bismack Biombo. <laughs> Come on. You know what? Maybe he can mentor Dama Sanago in practice, bro. I, that's Why? All because they both African, bro. Yes. Did you really just do that? Yes. Yes. We're going to the next topic. Redo <laughs> your ad, read, dog. You're not going to hit me with the... Maybe he can mentor Adama Sanago because they're both African. Wow. Wow. Oh, hey, man. comments. Y'all do what oh, y'all man. do on that one, bro. That's hilarious. Next up. Hey, what if that's the one that actually gets us fired? No cap. Like, out of, out of everything we've said. <laughs> We the African talking about. Hey, one more, one more, one more. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is past the Lonzo Ball injury. Like he had it, came back, was meh. Well, he didn't have the the cartilage replacement, but he had the first part. Like they both had, had the bone yeah, bruise. Yeah, the bone bruise. Um, you know what? Honestly, there's upside in Kendrick Nunn, but again, we are so guard heavy. Do we need another guard? But listen, if the Bulls were to say, "Hey, 
some of these guards may be gone by the end of the season. Let's bring in Kendrick Nunn. We can have him in practice all year and see what he actually got. I don't know. Like, again, I don't care. They're not playing. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Let's bring Goran Dragic back. At least we, at least he was fun. Exactly. Well, yeah, at least he was fun. But all right, next up, we're going to be talking about the biggest wins and losses from the Bulls offseason. But before we get into that, we got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose that's 200 you can spend uh betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all in one app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you get paid instantly there's no better place to bet on mlb than fanduel america's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. <laughs> I don't even know how we got there in the first segment, but it is what it is. We are now moving right along. Uh, so it's been a, a, I would say, most people won't disagree that AK made smart moves this offseason. I think when you look at the contracts, he re-signed Kobe and Vooch to very smart deals, very team-friendly deals, going out and getting two players uh, for half your mid-level exception in Javon Carter and uh, getting Tory Craig at the vet minimum for two years. The Iota Sumo one, there's people that are up and down on it, and I can understand that. But I think overall, AK has, ha- has had a pretty smart offseason. But, Pat, I'm going to throw this to you. What was the biggest win for the Bulls this offseason? And then who, what player do you think was the biggest loss for the Chicago Bulls this offseason? Or it could be a deal that the Bulls didn't get involved in. You would have liked to see them get involved in. Um, I think your biggest win right now is Javon Carter because, like I said, when you've seen point guard play in Chicago the last couple of seasons, the Bulls have won. So after this season, if nothing else, Javon Carter's a point guard. After this season, we'll know, barring I ain't got nothing else to knock on injury, uh, if this Bulls team was a point guard away. We'll know 100% if this Bulls team was a point guard away because the third time's the charm. You've done it with two point guards. You're going to get a third opportunity. I guess your biggest loss technically is Patrick Beverly because he's your only loss. Uh, I mean, hmm. now nah, you know what? I'll say, I'll say our biggest loss, even though technically we haven't officially completely lost him yet, is probably DJJ. We brought him up couple of times um just a guy the bulls don't have enough guys that make an impact every time they touch the court pat bev mm-hmm. kind of was that guy um but it it was spotty with the offensive side of the ball but djj and i mean we could pinpoint multiple games at the end of the season where the bulls needed to win and djj is the name that's getting called on he ain't played the first 30 minutes of the game and he comes in and makes an impact right on the right on the spot. Um, losing him, I think, is actually going to be a little bit of an impact for the Bulls. I think it o- offers more of an opportunity for a guy like Dalen Terry. Offers more of an opportunity for uh, maybe Io DeSumo to get back in the rotation because the problem was that Io basically fell out of the rotation because of poor play, but also because I got to get these minutes to somebody who's making an impact. That's DJJ. I think that's going to be a bigger loss than maybe Bulls fans think at the end of the season. 
That's fair. That's fair. I think the biggest win, um, Jerry Reinsdorf's pocket. No, I mean, that was a win. Jerry Reinsdorf's pockets definitely won. Um, but outside of that, I'm going to actually flip that and say Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. I think the acquisition of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig help both of them fit more into naturally what they like to do, right? I think you actually now, if P. Will proves that he's not ready to be a starting power forward yet again, you now have somebody who is, Vooch ain't going to be out there next to a 6'4 guard again, right? That And I think that helps Vooch in that area. And I think mm-hmm. having a having a point guard next to Zach Levine, we saw with Zach and how he finished that season and health, I think it helps put Zach Levine in maybe a season. I had a caller over on Chicago Bulls Central that said that predicted uh, Zach Levine to actually score the most points per game in his career. And initially I was like, wait, what, why would you say that? But then I thought about, you go back and look at how Zach Levine finished that season. I mean, maybe there is a conversation to be made with that. So I, I look at those guys as the biggest winners. Um, and then as far as the biggest loss for the Bulls overall, I got to say, agree with you and say DJJ. Like DJJ, I think I don't think, fans quite realize how important it is to have a player that if they don't play five games in a row, that one game you're going to call them, they're going to come in and make an impact. And DJJ always found a way to impact the game. Now, there are some games absolutely where he made some mistakes, missed some open shots, things like that. He's not a perfect player by any stretch. If he was, he wouldn't be sometimes missing three and five games in a row of not playing. But uh, I think ultimately, like, DJJ was just that energy guy. And while we we brought in Grit, and maybe we brought in our identity with Torrey Craig and Javon Carter, just having that guy at the end of the bench and DJJ who just, whether you needed him to play backup center, four, whatever it was, he was always ready to go. And I do think that that's going to be uh, missed by the Chicago Bulls team some. Well, and I think that's why, listen, you got to, I get it because you're making that change to allow other people to make a play. Yeah. Daylon Terry's got to step up. He's got to like he. He's Do you think the guy, he's gonna get minutes this season? I I think Dalen will get minutes this season just because I I feel like there's a reason that they moved on from a guy like DJJ because they could have DJJ could have basically rejected his offer and the Bulls could have been like, listen, we got the mid level exception left. What is it, five million? He'd have got a two million dollar raise. <laughs> yeah. They brought him back. But I feel like they are trying to, the reason Javante is probably not going to be back, the reason DJJ is not going to be back, the reason, right, like certain guys that we were like, I see how they fit in this rotation is because you got to find minutes for some of these guys that that are younger that you want to see in the lineup. And I'm going to be honest with you, I do think that they're going to give Dale and Terry an opportunity because I, I would hope that you don't make the same mistake twice of giving a second round pick the long-term deal and then just not putting them on the court in the slightest. So I think Dalen so Terry, Julian Phillips, Julian He's, Phillips. Okay. I, I think Dalen Terry is going to have a little bit of a shorter leash, even maybe because they talk about Julian Phillips like he could walk on an NBA court right now and guard one through four. Now I watched him in summer league. I don't know if I agree with that. There was a lot of fouls. I mean, he has the potential to, but I do think that he's going to have to learn how to deal with the quickness of guards at the NBA level real yeah. quick. Is yeah, no, a hundred percent, and yeah. and. I think that there is a – I'm starting to realize, and we haven't had this work in our favor, AK wants to be the smartest guy in the room. And sometimes that means he's going to try and outsmart you by taking the roundabout way. I think he thinks he found a gem with Julian Phillips. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he thinks he's ha- he had an offseason where he found two gems, one in Julian Phillips, one in Unalot Bidham. 
Uh, I think he just didn't expect Adama Sinago to go to him. But you know what? Nick Angstead from Locked On Mavs said something. He said, Sinago. Bro, you don't want to know. You got to pronounce that a little bit. You got to be quick on that, bro. I said Nick Angstead. What'd I say? Keep How'd going. Just keep out? going. Yeah, keep How'd going. That, that came out going. crazy? It came a little bit, bro. It was a there where I was like, Pat just went full rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Angstead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from uh, Locked On Mavs uh, uh, said something. He said, I, he basically said, I'll bet you Sinago got to a certain point in the second round and told teams, and his agent told teams, don't draft me so I can pick where I want to go. I didn't think that, about that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't that think, because I mean, at, at that point, it's like, all right, you're not drafting the MVP. Like, I'm I'm going to go where I want to go. So, yeah. And so, I, mean, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, he doesn't turn into the next Felicio. So, Bro, I so I was I because I, I was doing this uh video over on Central and I was, you know, the Spencer Dinwiddie, Max Struess, and then the comparison to Javon Freeman Liberty. And I didn't realize how many games Max Struess and Cristiano Felicio played together in the Windy City Bulls. And those highlights, bro, Cristiano Felicio ran full court and did a chase down block. I never saw him do that at the NBA level, bro. That's why I don't take G League seriously, bro. Because Felicio wasn't chasing down nobody at the NBA level, bro. <laughs> Listen, here's the tough part. So I know Jonathan Hood, you know, working with him now, but I knew him before this. And I remember calling him and being like, hey, yo, Hoodie, like, What's going on with him down there? He used to do play-by-play -play for them. I was like, what's going on with him? Like, what, like he, we, he making all this money to be in the G League. He's like, he's not even in the rotation. That's crazy. <laughs> I was, that's what I knew he was. I was like, oh, it's, oh he's awful. D-Wade, I, I still blame D-Wade for that. If we ever get D-Wade on the show, I will tell him to his face, I blame you for Cristiano Felicio being on this team and making money. <laughs> Because that pick and roll with D Wade and Felicia hey, was bro, it, deadly. It actually was a weapon there for a second. <laughs> but all right, y'all. We go next up. We're gonna be talking about uh Bleach Report having the Bulls listed as the uh a team that's gonna have big regrets with their offseason moves. Now, before we do that though, I want to remind you guys that Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice as well as youtube and the odyssey app so make sure you guys go there and also every day is live us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. it definitely helps us in the rankings there but all right pat last topic of the day so bleacher report had a list of five teams that were going to regret their off-season moves and the chicago bulls were listed as number two on that list uh if we want to just go over it quickly the hawks were listed as number one Bulls, number two, Sixers, number three, uh, Portland Trailblazers, number four, and then finally the Toronto Raptors at number five. Uh, what do you make about the Bulls uh, listing there on that list and their placement on there as well? I know you do some work for Bleach Report. This is a dumb list. Bro, listen, I, I listen. Bleach Report, for those that say that, because you're not the first person, let me be clear here. Bleacher Report video is completely different from Bleacher Report written articles. I ain't got nothing to do with the written articles. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't want to be associated with it. This, so this, there you go. This is a stupid list. Like, <laughs> why would the Raptors be upset that they didn't give Fred Van Vliet $130 million? Why, why would and, – and, oh, and we kept Jacopoto. Like, I'm so upset. Well, like. Well, so their their issue there wasn't necessarily the Fred Van Vliet part. The part that they mentioned that they weren't going to be happy with is drafting Grady Dick. So, who was better than him at that point? I don't remember who went where in the draft, but uh, 
Yeah, like just, that, that's the move that they. So what's the move that they have us as upset for us? Let's see. Let's go and look at their for the Bulls. They have the offseason manager unequivocally weird in service of because if we're talking about like regret of drafting a rookie as I'm they're they're going to really regret their offseason. That's OK. So here goes the exact thing. Deals for Vooch, Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, Iota Sumo and Kobe White are all fine. Chicago scooped up the n- number 35 pick Julian Phillips, too. However, these read like a series of transactions from a team preserving its presence. In the Bulls' case, that means scraping and clawing to protect proximity to 40 wins. This should have been an offseason in which they explored a proper reset but didn't. So basically, we're looking at, uh, once again, it's just saying because the Bulls didn't go full rebuild. Because the Bulls didn't blow it up. Like, I get, like, y'all have this loser's mentality of, like, if you don't blow it up, there's nothing to do. Like, I, I just don't live in that world. That's not how you get to success. That's not how you get the wins. And you can't sit here. <laughs> my problem. You can't sit here. I hate articles like this. Who wrote this? He's an idiot. I hate articles like this because Dan Favali. What a moron. In one, in one side of your mouth, you say all of these moves are fine. Yep. But nothing is good. That's what you yeah. just said. Yeah. All the, so basically, they you complimented them at the same time. All the moves you made were smart. You made great deals. They were fine deals. But because you didn't decide to go full rebuild, you're an idiot. That's what they basically said. Like, this is this is a stupid list. I don't I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I mean, I would have if you'd have given me something where tangibly the bulls would regret it, right? Like the, the paying Vooch right now at the point that he's at is, you know, it doesn't make sense because yes, he's still good, but he's gonna decline at some point, right? Like at least throw something out there. One of the deals, like you you applauded them for every deal they made. <laughs> yep. It's literally yep. like I almost could deal with it if he was like, I just think the Vooch deal isn't gonna work out. He's an older player, he's gonna be downhill. Yeah, I might try to defend it a little bit, but I can't. What is he is an older player? You did pay him 20 million a year and guaranteed it. So it's just like like all you said was like, good job on all the moves you make. You guys are gonna suck again. <laughs> that is what? that is strangely accurate. I, I that's 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 dumb. And the, all the teams on there, I don't even think the teams on there are gonna re- Philly. What's Philly gonna regret? Oh, the Harden situation, which isn't really even in their control. It's a regret. Yeah, because James Harden wants to leave. They're gonna regret it because he, I guess because he opted in when he could have opted out. But like again. <laughs> There's no, there's no control on the team. Because <laughs> he could have opted into his, what was it, uh, $37 million deal? Exactly. He's yeah. slowly declining? Like, that's what we're upset about? I don't Okay. Who else was on that list? Uh, let's go back. So, uh, the Atlanta Hawks were listed as number one on that list. What did they do? They said that the return for John Collins is something that they're going to regret. That, 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 I actually, might, that might yeah. be, I'll give you that one. And and you could even say, and honestly, you could list that as a regret that they didn't trade John Collins. Remember, they got first round pick offers for John Collins before, and they turned it down because they thought that they could get more later on. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like this whole article was built around the John Collins topic, and he just made it up as he went along. He just just figured (laughs) figured the rest out. He was like, this is fire right here. I need four more people, though. (laughs) 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 And then uh, lastly, Portland Trailblazers, I can kind of understand that as well. 
Move on to nature, how everything shook out for them. Portland's tough. Portland's in a tough position because of how Dame has positioned them. Like, I don't feel like Portland. I don't feel like Portland's in a tough position as a whole because, I mean, at the end of the day, you still got Shaden Sharp. You still got Anthony Simons. You're going to get something back for Dame. But I think and, because oh, Dame, you got Scoot Henderson as well. You got Scoot trip. Henderson as well. Yeah. But I think because Dame literally went, I'm only playing in Miami, you know the best player you're getting back for Damian Lillard is Tyler Hero. And I guess I can see why that's irritating, but that's more of what Dame did. Like, I guess you could say you you don't like they'll regret it in the long run because they didn't trade him sooner, but that has nothing to do with this offseason. Exactly. Stupid list, stupid people. And uh I think uh this makes absolutely no sense in the uh in the long run outside now. Y'all remember if the this Atlanta video goes down, if they do not allow me on Bleach Report anymore, y'all remember this video. That's all I can say to that. You agreed. <laughs> I, oh, absolutely agree. Like, I, listen, one thing, one thing, one thing. All jokes aside, put his name out there. I'm not gonna lie one thing. All jokes aside, no, no, my my voice is not viable. Like I, I'm going to state my opinion, no matter what and who yeah. I work for, whatnot. That's yeah. a dumb article, and a lot of Bleach Report articles. I'm sorry, are stupid. Yeah. So hey, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer and uh, do better, Bleach Report. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for once again making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, make sure you guys go check out Locked On NBA as well. Our very own Path of Designers over there on the Thursday episodes of Locked On Bulls. I mean, of Locked On NBA, so you guys can follow that there. Before Path the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. Guess what? We about you. Peace, y'all. Peace. We got to stop reacting to Bleacher Report articles. Yeah, we got to leave them alone, Joe. It's never a positive reaction. <laughs> One for every 35. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, don't they send you a check? <laughs> no, it's more like when Hayes would send you a check. <laughs> <laughs>